Hey friends, Brian here for Yes You Can Play Guitar. Thanks once again for checking out our podcast. This one today is with a very special guest, the one and only Doug Helvering. If you've ever checked out my YouTube channel, you know, it's it's a discussion of music. You know, the world's gone crazy. We can talk about music, we can still enjoy music. And, you, you know, really, there's kind of three parts to my channel. Usually it's, uh, I do reaction videos to people make requests. So I do reactions. I also do interviews with big names in the music industry or entertainment industry or whatnot. And also I do guitar lessons, music lessons, advice, tips, all that other stuff. So when I started my channel, I started doing uh, guitar lessons and I still post guitar lessons, but I don't watch other reaction channels because I want my reactions to be authentic, right? I want it to be me. I want it to be, you know, but there's this one channel that I did really enjoy and I watched it one day way back when I started my channel and the person running it, he was a classically trained composer and he was doing like reactions to these metal songs and a lot of virtuoso players too, like Ingve Momstein, Dream Theater, Symphony X, like some of my big influences on guitar. And you could tell he was not familiar with it, but he really had an open mind and he was very good the way he talked about it. He had perfect, it seemed like perfect pitch the way he could dissect the chords and the keys and everything. And he was just amazing to watch and he was just an all around likable guy. But anyway, this was Doug Helvering. And Doug Helvering, his channel blew up pretty quick. You know, he had his channel for some time, but once he started doing reaction videos at the behest of his brother, who was a metal fan, uh, his channel just blew up. You know, Doug has definitely over, uh, I think he's around 250,000 subscribers in that area. But, you know, when your channel blows up, YouTube is a very difficult and competitive field now, especially since we've had uh, the pandemic a lot of people stayed at home. They invested in production equipment. They tackled that crazy learning curve for YouTube that a lot of people are afraid of. So it's very competitive. But to grow your channel, you know, I've been at it a year and a half. And my channel, we're just about to hit 20,000 subscribers. And I've had a lot of people say, dude, that's amazing. And this day for YouTube. But for someone like Doug, his channel went from like no subscribers to 200,000 quite quickly. That's incredible. And he also has a very large Patreon. So Doug was very cool, you know, I, one day I said, hey, you know, I'd really like to talk to him, it'd be interesting, you know, with my music background, talking to him, who's a, to Doug, who's a classically trained composer, so I contacted him, and he was great, we set up a time, and, and it was a really fascinating discussion, we talked about everything, music, reactions, YouTube, Patreon, we talked about all this great stuff, and Doug was just a great guy, you know, you could tell who he is in his videos, that's who he really is, he was kind, he was generous, you know, after we did our discussion, he stuck around for a while and he gave me some pointers, you know, running a channel, Patreon, all that other stuff. But, you know, when you watch Doug's videos, he just gives you those warm, fuzzy feelings. And we need a lot of that with the way the world's going today. Anyways, guys, the interview's coming up. And if you want to check out my channel, that'd be great. Yes, you can play guitar. You know, if you want to give back in any way, shape or form, if you enjoy this podcast, you know, click subscribe. It takes one click. It helps me out a lot. You know, if you want to go further, you could donate to my channel. The link should be here at uh, paypal.com. Yes, you can play guitar. You can also, if you want to take it a step further, go to my Patreon. I have two different Patreon communities. One is my reaction community, 
where if you want to hear your reaction heard, you can post a request. We have a really cool community there. I do interviews. We have extra footage. Sometimes like we have our, our group uh, Zoom chats for my patrons, and uh, sometimes I'll bring in a special guest to surprise everybody. But it's a really cool interactive community. Also, when I do a big interview, my patrons can uh, ask me a question to ask the person, and, and I'll ask them, and I'll give them a shout-out. So that is my reaction community, and then I also have my guitar community. So my reaction community is patreon.com slash yesyoucanplayguitar. My guitar community is patreon.com slash YYCPG guitar community. And that's, you know, guitar tips, guitar advice, guitar tabs, exercises, all kinds of extra stuff you're not going to see on YouTube. That's coming from 30 years of being a guitar instructor and a professional musician. Sometimes people ask me for band advice and whatnot. And also, I want to let people know, too, before we get going, is, uh, you know, if you're a struggling guitar player or you're kind of stuck on the guitar and you need to do some online consultations via Zoom, you can contact me. I've done that a lot to help people kick them out of a rut and give them a plan to get moving on the guitar. And you can contact me at yesyoucanplayguitar at gmail.com. So again, folks, without further ado, here is my interview and chat with the one and only Doug Helvering. Y'all. Friends, Brian here for Yes, You Can Play Guitar, and it is my absolute pleasure, it's my absolute pleasure to have none other than Doug Helvering, you know the Daily Doug, he has that nice little harmonization of it in the beginning. (laughs) Uh, uh, As my guest today, Doug, I am so happy to uh, have you here, I love your channel, it's so great to see you, thank you for being on today. You're welcome, thanks Brian, I'm excited to be here. So, now Doug, I know that you've had a channel for about 15 years. But the mm-hmm. past, the past, I would say year, two years, something kind of happened. That's around when I noticed you on YouTube. Um, can you just give everyone a bit, bit of a, a background on you, and uh, sure. we'll go from there? Yeah, sure. Uh, I uh, am a classically trained uh, music composer. Uh, all three of my college degrees are in music composition and theory, and I started my channel when I was in grad school back you know, early on, you know, in, in the 2000s. And uh, j- just as a little place to put out some videos of re- uh, performances of my of my music and, and just various other things. And after, you know, 10 or 15 years of, of relative, you know, pining and obscurity, I had, I think at the beginning of 2021, I had less than 200 subscribers total on my channel and i had recently started doing uh this vlog the daily doug and i did it or i started doing it when i kind of lost my teaching gig and i wasn't sure what was going to be next for me and it was something for me just to do that was something positive for me to do on my own in my day instead of like you know during the pandemic Pandemic, you know, freaking out and and all this other stuff, and uh, it was right around late January of 2021. It was my little brother uh, saying, "You know, you should do these reaction style videos," and I'm like, "I don't like those. <laughs> Why would I do those?" He's like, "No, you're good at talking about music while listening to music. I've seen you do it." 
yeah. in, in your classes, in your classrooms. I'm like, okay, well, what should I, so I called him on it. I'm like, all right, well, what should I do? He said, Iron Maiden, Fear the Dark. I'm like, why should I do Iron Maiden? He's like, because Iron Maiden fran- fans are awesome and they will find you. They'll click on it. And he was right. Yeah. And so I've got like, you know, 150 something subscribers and I do Fear of the Dark and I don't know what I'm doing. I just, you know, said, hey, y'all. And, and uh, here's the song. And oh, that's interesting. It looks like they're in E and there's there's these chords. And all right, we'll see you next time. And yeah. I come back a few days later. I'm like, why have like 6,000 people watch that? That's amazing. And then there's people in the comments. If you like that one, you should do Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. I'm like, okay, hey, uh, welcome back to the Daily Dog. I'm doing Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Oh, if you like that one, there's this band Nightwish you should do. And my brother was like, Opeth next. So like the first 10 over the first three weeks were just because my brother was egging me on and I was responding to the people in the YouTube comments. But after a few weeks of doing it, subscribers start ticking up. I'm like, this is nice. People are watching my stuff. Yeah. So I'll keep doing it. And fast forward six months later, we hit a hundred thousand subscribers and I, and I have a Patreon and then fast forward another year and we're into kind of daily Doug 3.0 and doing our thing. And, and, uh, it's turned into, um, our new business. So yeah. why don't you give me your take on why your channel exploded? And then I'll give you my take on why I, um, the thing that I hear most often that is coming from the standpoint of appreciation uh, is people that love the music that I'm looking at, uh, mostly metal, hard rock, uh, progressive rock, some jazz fusion, stuff like that, stuff that I really haven't paid attention to in the past. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, you know, you're approaching these with respect. You're not talking down about the music that I like. You're actively trying on the level to inform me as a fan what makes it tick. And I can understand uh, a little bit more in depth about the music that I love, about the sounds that uh, drive me personally. And they just generally are thankful for that because people with academic backgrounds in music tend not to treat this type of music uh, on a daily basis with a whole lot of credibility. And so I think it's new to those folks. And that more than anything, I think, is what really draws people back and makes them think of me as a friend yeah. that they can trust. Um, I'll give you my take now, okay, from my cool. perspective. I remember, so it's interesting. I, I do some reactions too, and, and it's the stuff that I wasn't familiar with that people tended to endear me to as well. I can mm-hmm. relate to that. The music that you were, the, the metal, the thrash metal, the progressive metal, I'm very familiar with that. That's, that's mm. my old uh, cup of tea. So the first time I saw a classical composer responds to, I don't know if it was Yngwie Malmsteen, Symphony X, or maybe it was a yeah. dream theater, but I'm very, I mean, those are my some of my big influences on guitar. Yeah. I thought, this should be interesting. So mm-hmm. once, I, once I clicked on it and you start talking, it's true, you treat them all with respect. You're not, you know, you know I studied jazz a little bit, and I, I'd never say I'm a jazz musician or guitar player. I've studied it. Mm. But like in some genres classical and jazz may they tend to look down on on metal and mm-hmm. they're not shy about giving you their opinion not hey you know not everybody but uh you treat us with respect of, there is an element of snobbishness i know more about music than you do <laughs> just remember I friends <laughs> doug said it not me okay you know but... <laughs> it's i hang out with these people you but know yeah the thing that caught me the most 
was, I was like, holy shite, this guy's ear is amazing. Like, I, I've got a pretty good ear, but mm. it's just amazing watching you. You, you go into the 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 uh, theoretical and musical dissection like the like, were you born with perfect perfect pitch yeah. or what how did that happen and i do not currently have perfect pitch uh actually it, it, my my story in terms of my ear is a relative um success story i had a whole lot of of ear infections uh as a kid i had several um uh, you know hospital stays as a kid to try to you know i had all this like ear infections and shit and um i did not have a good uh musical ear it wasn't really well trained uh until i got to uh into started getting into music in high school and and then into college my family is not a musical family we don't listen to a whole lot of of we never did listen to a whole lot of music if we were watching something on television or listening to something on the radio it was a it was a ball game we were a sports family, yeah. You know, so in the evenings, instead of putting on an LP and 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 just sitting down and listening with with your friends, I was watching the game with my grandma or listening yeah. to the you know to um, to the Cardinals on on the radio, you know, and uh, and so I never really got into it. But the more you do it, like I started to get into to writing music, I became interested in how it works. And I would be entirely frustrated because I would think of these sounds in my head. And I'm like, that would be a great song. How the hell do I get it from here to on paper or to other musicians? And I couldn't yeah. do it. And it pissed me the hell off. So I thought, okay, I need to figure out how to, how to what is my head telling me that, that my, my hand needs to know? Yeah. And you start and, you know, do, re, mi, fa, so, fa, mi, re, do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's just day after day after day yeah. and uh it really uh, started to come for me when i started teaching it yeah uh at the college level because if you're going to teach ear training to uh freshmen at a conservatory who have been doing music their entire lives you better be as good as they are at it coming in or better so that you have credibility as a teacher and so you fake it until you make it and yeah after 20 something years, I'm like, I start to trust that. Yeah. I remember what joy to the world sounds like that's in D. I remember what, uh, you know, uh, other songs sound like that's in that mirror that, or that's in that key. And I can remember, Oh, if that sounds like that, that's what key they're in. Yeah. You know, and I can have those little clicks, uh, for me. I also tune up before I do every single episode. And if I'm doing iron maiden, I'm going to tune to an E because I'm pretty sure they're going to be close to it yeah <laughs> right yeah you know so that's it's it's kind of the way that that's come for me yeah so for the people watching who don't know what perfect pitch is perfect pitch is is when you hear a note and you can identify what it is right away mm -hmm. now there's you know some people are born with it i remember uh coming up on guitar in the late 80s and the early 90s there's always this guy in the classifieds he always had this each pitch has different colors i forget his name but he had this course you could buy i never yeah. did specific training for it but um, uh, you know, I, I you know I, I have a relative idea when I hear a pitch. But watching it is very amazing. It's like wow, like you. you already knew that. Um, and of course, one of the things I teach some of my students that have been playing for a while, we learn about the harmonized major scale. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when when you're trying to figure out, you know like a, you know a commercial song, once you figure out what key it is, then you have an idea of what chords go along with that key. So then you're it's easier to narrow it down and guess. But uh, sure. some of the songs you you're doing are like especially some of the progressive stuff, it's very complex. So it's not easy. 
Yeah. It's in the in the fast so like the the the, the easier stuff actually has been like Pink Floyd. Their mm-hmm. stuff is really atmospheric. The chords don't change very often. They give you very clear motives. It's a different type of music yeah. than something like uh Yes or or even fast forward, you know, Dream Theater. The the, the notes are going so fast yeah. that it's difficult uh sometimes to pick up, but um I'm, I'm, I'm mainly listening for the bass and I'm listening for when the, just I, I've sensed that the harmony is changing. And and that's always the way that I've approached my own music making is from a harmonic progression sort of standpoint. Yeah. This harmony supports this harmony and this goes to here and it becomes kind of a train of musical thought. And so that's why my head goes to chords yeah. a lot instead of riffs or uh, other things like that. Uh, but that's normally where my head goes first. If I'm trying to really quickly understand yeah. what's going on in a piece of music. Um, the other thing is I find with your channel, and just being completely honest, you seem like a good guy. I, I One person <laughs> a long time ago I met who was very successful on YouTube, who's no longer with us, uh, rest in peace. But he told me, he said, in YouTube, the secret is just be you. And you really come across as genuine and a likable guy. You know? um, Thank you. But another thing that fascinates me as a YouTuber, not just a musician, but as a YouTuber with your channel is this. I had someone comment on one of my videos I made a year ago, right when my channel started. And for some reason I said, oh, that video, I watched it. And I'm like, oh my God. Um, uh, some YouTubers, myself, I'm, I'm guilty of this, but it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I get caught up in the production, my lighting, wow. the cameras, the angles, the the editing where uh you kind of seem to your videos are great and the content's so good but you keep your production levels it seems like it's at a you know you don't get all caught up in that you're like hey i, I think i saw a video where you said yeah i'm just i'm on my iphone i was like yeah that's awesome for the first like i had 150,000 subscribers before i ever had an external mic and or a camera besides my iphone i did Close it all off mind. with i i just i literally here's a little tripod yeah. And your iPhone fits in there. And that's why I had to be so close to the dang camera is because I needed it to pick up my voice with relative ease. Yeah. So the lean in, like, you know, what's going on, you know, it was helpful for me. And of course, now I have a, a, a better camera. I've got a nice, what I'm on now is a, a 4K webcam, you know, but I've got a nice new Canon uh, camera to, to record stuff with. So some of that's came uh as the as my channel has progressed and uh it's a little bit easier now uh to to be you know to 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 have the quality uh be better but yeah for the first you know long time it was just you know put your put your phone on a on a little tripod on your desk and talk into what's what's um let me let me ask you if i can ask you this yeah i think that's awesome um what was your family, your brother, your partner? What, what was the reaction when your, your your channel started taking off? Or was it was it like, oh my god, this is incredible, or is this is amazing, or the? It was weird. It it still is. Uh, yeah. You know, my my brother is the music connoisseur of the family. Yeah. I'm the one that 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 studied music, but my brother Dan is the one that had you know the the sleeves chock full of cds and like he could be like an instant dj at any party because he had so many different styles of music he loves all styles and he gets really emo he's the one that gets really emotionally over the edge excited about shit and i'm the ones that going how did that work yeah that's interesting what did they do there and so we uh uh we're 
we kind of work really well off of each other. So he's been a really driving uh, influence uh, for for most of the time. My my mom just sits back and goes like, I haven't watched uh, the the metal episodes. Let me know when you've got, you know, um, are you doing any Elvis? I'm like, no, mom, I'm not going to do any Elvis <laughs> just yet. <Yeah>. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I like Elvis. Why don't yeah. you? I'm like, okay, mom, I'll put Elvis on the list. Uh, one, four, five in the key of whatever. <laughs> you know, it works. So as I was saying earlier, um, uh, Doug and I just talked about this briefly earlier. Um, well, I'm in that mode right now. My channel, it's it's for, it's a little over a year old, 7,000 subscribers around. I'm finding the work level has gone up uh, with YouTube mm -hmm. exponentially because you got to keep putting out more output. Um, uh, how do you find you, how do you balance your time? Because between your YouTube, you have an amazing Patreon community. You put a lot of, I, I, I'm part of it. I, I You put a lot of work into your Patreon. Um, Thank you. Uh, but, you know, having a relationship, getting groceries, making meals, uh, getting everything done around the house. How, how do you balance your time? Uh, I have a very supportive partner. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife, Megan, is like a, a part of the team. And uh, she really helps with uh, like flagging emails like, hey, take a look at this. I mean, because normally I'm kind of like in my own zone. Yeah. I'll wake up in the morning and typically I'll, I'll take my mornings uh, uh, as um, my free time as my thinking time, uh, I'll do walks in the morning, I'll, I'll rest, I'll do my stretches and, and, and uh, other sorts of th that, that's when the grocery store trips happen and all that sort of stuff. But around midday is when I really go to work and uh, I'll start a read in, I'll spend an hour or so, maybe less, maybe more depending on you know, the, the type of piece I'm going to do for that day, I go and get, you know, a clean shirt on, make sure my hair is combed. And then I just go, no script. And I just hit record and go and see what happens. Yeah, I've been so accustomed to, you know, you, when you teach, like, uh, especially where I taught at Westminster Choir College, it's it's a, a famous music conservatory. And you know, you, you've got an hour and you've got a whole court and you don't get retakes. You know, and these kids are looking at you going, I'm paying $35,000 a year to be here. You better be good, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so you just go. And and I'm accustomed to like every three or four or five minutes, say something off the wall that makes them go, did he really just say that? I'm like, yes, now you're paying attention to me again. Good. Yeah. And so uh, you learn the pacing and, and how to deliver in real time and become a uh, you know, an off the cuff speaker yeah. uh, and, and be able to, and uh, the whole like talking while the music plays, like I've got a lot of, of, of music to get through in a class. If I'm playing a 30 minute piece and I've got 60 minutes of class time, I'm, I can't play it for 30 and then, uh, you know, stop it and, and go back to it and say, remember this, you heard this, remember this. I have to like, Hey, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Watch this. They're changing keys. I'm just accustomed to basically calling balls and strikes as I yeah. hear music. And that's really, I think, what uh, my skill is in my channel is I'm, I'm listening to this stuff and I'm just uh, being a color. Uh, I'm going back to, you know, when I used to listen to, uh, you know, uh, Cardinals broadcasts and Cub broadcasts, you know, sometimes I'm Harry Carey and sometimes I'm Joe Buck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, holy cow. I yeah. can't believe he just did to the, we went to the minor four chord. Yeah. Can you believe it? We, get, we need a replay. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, and the other thing that I really learned 
uh, in teaching for that many years is that being a teacher uh, is like, if I'm going to give an hour lecture, it's really an hour of stand up. It's, it's, you need to obviously know what you're talking about and be able to convey the information, but you need to be an, an entertaining presence. Yes. Otherwise they're just not going to buy into you. Yeah. So, uh, I'm naturally an introvert. Uh, but, uh, when I get in front of the camera, when I'm getting fr in front of a group of students, uh, that teacher instinct turns on and, uh, it's kind of like riding a wave and I really enjoy it every yeah. day. I enjoy it. I have an unusual question for you, but I, I, if, if I can just, we're doing a Brianism here. I have to just kind of give a quick little backstory. Sure. Um, YouTube, YouTube. And I, I, for me also Patreon kind of goes hand in hand with YouTube, but um, I, uh, I don't want to make this interview about me, but I had no a rough, I had a rough uh, number of past years, uh, you know, a lot of stuff went on and I was a very jaded person about a year ago. I, you know, I had my YouTube, I shut down all my social media. I just didn't want to deal with people. I kind of, uh, you know, I have a wonderful partner in my life now and uh, we kind of live in semi isolation, but with YouTube, it became very strange because we, we often kind of relate YouTube. I've had many people say to me, I don't want to do a YouTube channel. I can't deal with the comments. What if they're, but I've met so many wonderful people through YouTube and, um, yeah. and, and, you know, even my patrons, I have a small pay, but wonderful Patreon community. It just, I, I just, I still can't wrap my head around the fact that people think enough of me to donate and be supportive of my channel. And there's just, I guess what I'm trying to say is I hated the world a year ago, but YouTube of all things has really opened up my heart, my eyes again, go, you know, there's really good people out there. Have you, has that happened to you at all in any uh, perspective? Uh, I have similar feelings. Uh, 2020 basically broke me. Yeah. Uh, I, I came up through the ranks. I wanted, once I decided, you know, what I had an aptitude for, I wanted to go for it. I wanted to be a college professor, writing music, uh, conducting music, teaching, and being a part of an academic uh, uh, community. Mm -hmm. And I gave it everything I could. I graduated in 2008, right as the economy went like that. So there were no jobs, <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, I happened to get a really decent uh, adjunct part-time position back mm -hmm. where I did my master's at Westminster, thanks to just some networking with, with uh, previous uh, teachers and, um, and mentors. And that became a really nice uh, paying job. I was able to supplement that by being a part-time church musician. And I applied, I think hundreds over the, over a decade, probably hundreds of times for open professorships, like full, uh, like full-time gigs. And I never could snag one. Yeah. And, and it was just, you know, how long do I need to just run and run and run and yeah. toil working two and three jobs yeah. to make this what I feel that like I'm good at work. And yeah. uh, by the time we got to 2020, uh, our school's uh, enrollment had had dropped precipitously. And there's a lot of reasons for that that I won't go into. It's it's yeah. uh, it struggles with the parent university. Uh, but then when the pandemic happened and it's a virus that's spread by by you know air and yeah. we're vocalists and we're choir yeah. and we're like holy shit what's gonna happen now yeah <laughs> you know and uh, i lost my gig i'm in my early 40s i'm like full uh midlife crisis what the hell am i gonna do yeah. i haven't been in the private sector for 15 years who's gonna hire a composer yeah you know 
I can do anything that you want me to do is probably as fast as anybody else could do it, but you know, give me a shot. And that's when I was really trying to rebuild myself. I was very jaded mm -hmm. and uh, I was upset at the world. And quite frankly, it was the 2020 uh, election cycle yeah. And I had thoughts, so I wanted, my wife said, don't complain to me, tell it to your phone. So I turned my, so a lot of those early daily dugs for me going, hey, this happened today, and I yeah. just can't believe what just happened. So I wasn't even doing music because music broke my heart, mm -hmm. you know, uh, after all of that time. And uh, it wasn't until like doing that for a few months, and then you get past the election, I'm like, okay, I really need a job now, what the hell am I going to do? Yeah. And and that little spark that um, that, you know, with the music reactions started a process and I just followed where the energy was. And like you, I've been uh, blessed and astounded by the uh, the generosity of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Individuals as a community, it, I've I've gained. Uh, many, many new what I would call or and consider cherished friends, even though we've sometimes we've never met in it's person. So weird, yeah. I've got new buddies to go to concerts with. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, we like for the first time in my entire professional life, I'm able to do things that I think that I'm good at, <laughs> that I'm um, you know energetic about doing that is allowing our family to to have a roof over our heads and eat relatively comfortably you know it's not extravagant but you know i it's i'm happy about it you know, you know I, so I, it's I, been a really great thing i'm gonna say doug uh, as a rule for me uh although i am a man of faith i don't i, I tend not to talk about religion or politics uh mm. much because it always ends up in a you know what kind of show and somebody always loses and there's hard feelings but I think your yeah. story is a prime example of the famous saying, when God closes a door, he opens mm. a window. Sure. So that's an amazing story. And uh, I'm yeah. glad we kind of have a few little things in common there because uh, of all things, YouTube really opened up my eyes and my heart again. And it's, it's just, I still can't, every time, you know, like I, I you know, there's, there's donations or whatever. I'm just like, I, I can't believe, I still can't wrap yeah, my head around we it. have, we have people that give us tips and donations. I get people now. I mean, uh, the top tier of my patreon we call the council of dugs it's kind yeah. of uh kind of fun but uh these people on their own a few months ago got together and raised money like above and beyond what they were paying to be a part of the of, of the community yeah. and said we want to you know thank doug and and megan and get them some stuff so we have like a whole like all of these lp a lot of these lps yeah were gifts yeah. That, and I have a new turntable. The new camera was provided by my own community. Yeah. It's, I'm just thankful, you know, yeah. I'm th and, and it's, and it's, it's, it's affirming. It makes me think on a daily basis, if, if I'm feeling down or feeling tired or feeling whatever, I know that, you know, there's people out there, even if it's a few that are looking forward to the video that I'm going to put out today. And so, um, out of respect and uh, camaraderie with these people, I'm like, I need to pull myself together and, and yeah. like, all right, what am I doing today? Like later, as soon as we get off this this uh, chat, <clears throat> yeah. I'm going to prepare, I'm doing a full side from a Yes album. 
Okay. Uh, later today, and I haven't heard it. I haven't. I don't really know much about it. But by in, in about four hours, I'll have a video about it. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Doug, I, I again just kind of switching speeds here. Um, I'm from Canada. Uh, cool. But um, I, for some reason, we you know we had talked for weeks and we were setting up the time, and then just like hours ago, I'm like. For some reason, I thought you were in the Midwest or St. Louis or so. I don't know why that was in my head. And I'm like, I don't know if we're in the same time. So I'm like writing you going, hey, are we in the same time zone when we settled on a time? But uh, yeah. uh, uh, you're, we're, you're, in, you're in Eastern Standard Time now, though. Yeah, right? yeah. I live in New Jersey. Uh, Megan and I have lived in New Jersey since 09. We moved okay. out here after I got my doctorate. I did, uh, if you see uh, up here, uh, the University of Kansas, that's where I did my doctorate. Okay. And and so like uh, both Megan and I are from Nebraska. We're uh, I consider Omaha my hometown. Uh, but uh, I I came out to New Jersey to do my masters and really love this little state. It's it's yeah. kind of uh, uh, like <laughs> it's a weird little state. It's it's really pretty. It's got a lot of people. It's a little yeah. expensive to live, but uh, uh, I mean there's there's a certain um, loveliness about being an hour from new york an hour from philly an hour from the shore and an hour from the mountains yeah and it's it's pretty it's pretty cool awesome you know? awesome um i was also going to tell you uh to uh, the the copyright issues sometimes with youtube for the for the casual viewer who's not a youtuber you, we both know what it's like when you get that it's blocked or ineligible or whatever i think mm -hmm. sometimes people think we make more money than what we actually do from the the videos uh that we do um mm -hmm. as, a, as a youtuber do you feel i never i never get into the disputes do you, do you think it's worth doing them yes okay. i uh i every let's see i mean I, i'm doing a channel that includes music so i need the music so that i can talk about the music yeah. And I need the entire song. Mm -hmm. So it's, of course, everything that's, that's, that I'm doing has copyright applied to it. And, and it's, and it's my, um, point of view that what I'm doing, um, here with my YouTube channel is almost exactly the same thing that I was doing in the classroom where I would okay. get a fair use exemption as an educator to play uh, the opening riff of Led Zeppelin to show my, to show my students how a descending chromatic baseline works in a minor key, for yeah. example, you know, um, and and that's covered by fair use because it's educational, and of course that's what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, my viewers I think of as students, and and that's why I always put in my videos. Here's my reference video. It's also on this same platform available for free. You know, so the, the musicians, their, uh, their agencies, their, uh, their publishers have decided to make their content available for free on YouTube's platform. Yeah. And so I'm like, that's, I'm not, you know, stealing a Spotify link. I'm not, you know, uh, doing all this stuff. I consider it uh, free use. But I also know, or fair use, I should say, but I also know that uh, at the end of the day, the, the artists and their managements have the right to say, we don't want our music to be included in this or, or we're not okay with it. So if they decide that they don't want to, that's fine with me. Yeah. Uh, one of the bands, King Crimson, that a lot of people ask me to do, 
I I don't do on my YouTube channel because I've I've I did two of them that got manually blocked. It wasn't even like the bot thing going in. It's like you know they're actively monitoring that stuff and they just don't want it out there. So so, so uh, are the Eagles. So are the yeah. Eagles. The Eagles are like that too. So yeah, I, I won't touch you know, an Eagles. Uh, it's, um, it's Don Hanley's prerogative if, if he doesn't want anybody to listen to their music anymore. Yeah. It's you up know, to him, you know, yeah. but I, for me, it's, 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 it's for me, but it's also for other people, you know, for yeah. me, it, it's like, I'm learning this music for the first time. And people are like, what do you mean? You haven't heard this music. You're a composer and a musician. What the hell is wrong with you? I'm like, well, you go to work all day and you're working and you're and you're dissecting all this all day the let my brain's tired at the end of the day the last thing that i want to do is recreate where i work and listen to more music yeah you know oh. i would get done with that and i would need a mental and like just brain power break from processing sounds yeah after doing it all day and so i of course i knew uh, and heard of these bands i heard of the songs and i've probably casually heard uh, riffs and portions over the years but i've never really sat down and go okay what's this song about and 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 what are they trying to say here i've never spent time doing that and so now i have the time and, and the interesting thing is so you know you know whether we like it or not a following as power you are at quarter of a million subscribers you're becoming more and more of a musical influence sure if you ever watch rick beato's channel sometimes he's got over three million subscribers and he's banging his head when he makes his video saying this got blocked i got a copyright strike this got taken down and yeah. his point is look i'm kind of with some of the stuff i'm doing i'm like uh bringing to life an old song from the 70s that most of the mm -hmm. people now haven't seen or heard so i'm actually yeah. doing a favor um and and i'm expo re-exposing your music to over three million yeah. people where you get people like steve lukather from uh toto he's very grateful right. to rick beato does interviews with him and everything because he gets it he's like yeah but uh i can see how it, it gets frustrating especially as your influence keeps growing it's like sure i'm actually kind of starting to do you a favor now you're not it's not just you're doing me a favor it's that's a different perspective to look at it i've talked to rick on the phone uh okay about this and and the the interesting thing was uh rick's i think it was back last year and i had gotten upset about uh something being blocked and uh i got a message from him and so we ended up calling and he's like yeah people have been telling me that i should dispute more and i'm like yeah dispute away because the way that it works like these bots just flag stuff and it's normally not even uh you know the the copyright holders actively doing it it's it's the ai that flags it i'm like free use for every time free use if they don't respond after a month then my dispute holds yeah and i can you know and so i it's my if i really do believe that what i'm doing is covered by the fair use laws uh in the united states uh as as an educational service then every single video I, I dispute if there's a copyright claim. Yeah. Uh, the blocks are demoralizing because uh, there's no way really to guess it ahead of time. I won't know that a video is blocked because of content until I make the video and edit it and upload it. Yeah. And you know sometimes I've got an entire day or more if I've got a whole lot of research into it. Yeah. And and you put it's it's like working all day and your boss going uh, start over you didn't do any work today it's demoralizing 
I think that's one thing um, too when you when you do requests, which is part of what I do on my channel as well. Mm -hmm. And someone, especially if it's a patron or someone, they do a request a song, and you know there's a good chance it's going to get blocked. And you're like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> so I'm <just laughs> not. I'm at the point now. I just rather say them instead of spending that several hours doing that. Could we just tell me something else you'd, you'd like to see me do a request to? Because uh, yeah. Black Sabbath apparently are quite bad for, for, for that happening as well. I've had decent success with Black Sabbath. I, okay. uh, I've had some uh, Sabbath tunes that are blocked. Uh, the, and and the, it's it's like, I don't know. It's like going, I, I tell people it's like going fishing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I consider it's uh, like, well, what's your uh, business model? I, I'm a fisherman. I, every day I get up and I have to bring my bait. I have to uh, spend time you know, with all of this preparation, I put, you know, the, the bait in, in the water and I uh, spend the time and sometimes the fish bite and sometimes the fish don't. Yeah. But if I come at it, if I go fishing every day, then the, in the aggregate, uh, we get to eat fish every day, yes. you know? So it, it's, it's part of, of just being consistent Absolutely. Uh, in your offerings. And that's another thing that I've learned uh, being a YouTuber that people really respond to is is the consistency. Can they trust the channel? It's like, if I say that I'm daily, am I really daily? Well, actually, I'm not. I'm kind of occasionally Doug instead of the daily Doug. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, pe people count on that, uh, that consistency in their and the program that they watch, you know, yeah. so it, it, uh, uh, it's something to uh, to live up to, but it's, um, gosh, it's just, it's just a wonderful opportunity for Absolutely. sure. And a wonderful platform as much as I complain about YouTube and their copyright law stuff and all that thing. It's a, it's a pretty darn good platform. It is. I totally yeah. agree. Um, so I, I saw you had an interview with Jordan Rita, so it almost seems like that was big to me. Cause I, you know, I love dream theater. I, I lost touch with them a little more in their later years, but, um, mm. uh, but their earlier stuff, uh, huge fan of, but, um, uh, so you went from not knowing who Dream Theater was. Yeah, well, so I knew who Dream Theater was because my good friend Gerard has been a fan of theirs for forever. Okay. And so, and, and he's like, you got to listen to this. And, and of course, like, you know, at a family get together on a Friday night, it's like, you hear it in the background. It's like, oh, that's a whole lot of loud noise. I'll get to it later, yeah. you know? And so I knew like he loved that. And of course he, he's a dream theater and a rush fan that, that oh, yeah. those are his bands. And, uh, and we actually, we went to porcupine tree together this past, this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, but so I knew who dream theater was, but again, I never really taken the time. Yeah. Uh, it's not something for me, like on a, on a first time listen that I can just casually get by riding in the car with somebody and then putting a CD on or something. Yeah. It's like, no, I've got to sit here with my headphones on and just, just be in the music because so, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's complicated. Yeah. So it's kind sure. of funny. Doug hasn't taken the time of dream theater. They had a famous song called take the time, but anyway, that's a kind of dream theater humor there. Uh, there you go. So anyway, yeah, lots of uh, time signature changes and cool stuff. <laughs> They've in. got too many songs. <laughs> yeah. um, but how did it come about with Jordan Rudis? Did you reach out to him or, or how did that develop? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Um, I, I had done, um, I think, so last summer, in the summer of 2021, I did uh, an Octavarium reaction. 
and it's one of like their big epic you know 23 minute songs you know and at the end i was just all over it and excited and uh, of course they had the orchestra with it and everything and there were people uh uh that were in the comments and one guy said if this guy does a reaction to the entire scenes from a memory i'd pay money for that and it had like you know hundreds of like likes and stuff and comments i'm like all right put your money where your mouth is we're making a patreon <laughs> and so that's the patreon came about and the very first video that i did for my patreon was the entire scenes from a memory in one mm-hmm. sitting and uh and then we're off and running and 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 people i think uh that are fans of dream theater that are connected to jordan kind of made him aware of ah. what i was doing and I got connected with Jordan as a friend on Facebook and and as a and uh, following him on Instagram, and we just started uh, talking occasionally. Mm-hmm. And finally, I said, "Let's chat." Sometimes, he's like, "Sure, whatever," you know. And I'm like, "Cool." The hard part is getting a a a, a, a dialogue with these yeah, folks. It is. Uh, but once you get that, I've found that that they're all just eager to uh, to discuss what they do. I mean, it's 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 fun to talk about what you're passionate about. With other Absolutely. people, it really is. Um, so you do some interviews from time to time. Um, I'm wondering what your criteria is for picking an interview. For like for me, uh, it's once once for me it has to be someone of interest to me, and also, mm-hmm. but I also pay attention to who's very articulate and who's well spoken, because uh, some great musicians they're not very articulate and well spoken, and that doesn't necessarily make a good interview or a good discussion. So Jordan Rudis, he's extremely articulate and extremely yeah. well spoken. Uh, is is that like what criteria do you look at when you? Uh, I, think I got lucky because I haven't really uh, made that a priority. All the people that I've talked with uh, have been just wonderful conversationalists. Uh, thankfully, uh, most of the of the of the uh, interviews that I've done have come about kind of uh, serendipitously, and mm-hmm. you know, a supporter of mine says, "Hey, have you ever thought about talking to this person?" Like, like uh, earlier this year, ever ta- thought about talking to Steve Hogarth of Marillion? I'm like, sure. Yeah. Do you know how to get in touch? Yes, I do. So I'm like, okay. And uh, and a, a week and a half later, I'm talking to Steve for 45 minutes, and it was wonderful. That's awesome. Uh, I got to talk with Annie Haslam of Renaissance, and and she was just uh, a wonderful uh, uh, person to talk with, and uh, gave some really uh, great stories through the years. I talked with Neil Morse. Uh, I I tend to uh, find people whose music really fascinates me. Uh, uh, are the people that that I want to talk to? It's really that simple. Um, uh, just this week, I talked to, uh, talk about something completely out of left field. For me, I'm typically doing metal and and prog stuff. I talked to one of the world's best barbershop quartet singers. Okay. And you know his name's Tim Warwick, and and I'm like I saw some of his videos on YouTube and 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 Instagram. I'm like this guy is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, we have a couple of mutual friends, and we get connected, and then there's an interview. You know, not many people are going to watch it because it's, uh, I don't know how many metalheads are going to go, yeah, barbershop, yeah. rock and roll, you know, but it's unbelievable stuff. But it's also, you know, it's interesting to you, though, and that's important as well, because it's your mm-hmm. channel, and I think your followers will respect that. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. and bar- bar- barbershop quartet, so they were born being able to harmonize in major thirds and fifths, right? But uh um, so, uh, another question for you, just curious, uh, Doug, did you spend any time in bands performing like, you know, in, in the bars and, 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 and 
that type a of little stuff? bit a little okay. bit in undergrad i was in two bands uh uh briefly in undergrad playing keyboards and uh one band uh we were called who's roger and uh we basically did uh just classic rock covers w whatever our guitar player could actually play was the stuff <laughs> was the stuff that we covered and uh i i had a good a good time of of, of doing that stuff you know you play a you know a set or two and you get paid with uh, a beer per bar per set and yeah and maybe a maybe a you know a five dollar bill for the <laughs> you know for your cut of the cover yeah uh you know but uh, covering you know, like john mellencamp and uh some springsteen oh, yeah. mm -hmm. and some brian adams and uh like van morrison stuff and uh just just you know just just fun you know you know trying to figure out a keyboard part for brown eyed girl you know <laughs> You know? <laughs> um, oh, believe me, I know. But we won't even get into that. I used to when, when I used to have to play and sing it, I changed the words. Um, uh, so another question I got for you, Doug, and that we're going to start winding it down now. But uh, uh, what are some YouTube channels that you like? Oh boy, um, you know, surprisingly, I don't actively uh, watch a whole lot of other uh, music reaction channels. I like Rick's channel. Um, I mean, he hasn't done uh, as much uh, reactions lately. He's doing a lot of like, I know about this, and here's why it's it's awesome. You know, so that's it's a slightly different way of of doing a, a video like we're like we're doing. Uh, I tend to um, let's see, I you know, as far as reactors, I like to follow reactors that uh, are watching movies and TV shows because mm -hmm. that's that's something I can watch while I'm uh, like cooking dinner. Or something, you know, and I don't have to really listen to, too hard to. Uh, I'll, uh, yeah. Who is on my subscriber list? I could almost bring that up. Uh, I subscribe to my friend John Frannick. Okay. Uh, and a, and a few other um, uh, folks. Let's see. Uh, Rick's channel. Uh, Adam Neely's channel is really okay. great. I enjoy yeah. his channel. Um, there's a couple of musicians proper that I follow. Jacob Collier is is comes to mind. Like whatever that kid puts out, I want to see. Okay. Uh, it's it's amazing stuff, and uh, I've got a few politics channels that I follow and a couple other things. But normally, like I said at the beginning, I'm not a connoisseur of music reaction channels. Uh, yeah. the, no, most of them don't really interest me. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think of myself as doing reaction style. You know, I do reaction style videos, but they're more uh, real time teaching. They're yeah, like improv. They're like impromptu lectures than they yeah. are anything else i was asked yeah. a while ago what reaction channels like i like your channel but i i tend to really avoid reaction channels because i want my reactions to be very genuine and i want them to be me right sure um and you know minor maybe a little bit of entertainment but also minor educational a little bit of the music music theory stuff but i also kind of look at things from like a, a musician who's worked in the dive bars who's worked done all the grunt work for years saying Oh, they just pulled out their inner monitors. So they're having problems with their inner monitors and they have to hear from the wedge or, oh, he's signaling, you know, the, yeah. the, the monitor, you know, like the stuff that average the layperson doesn't understand, you know, it's, sure. that's kind of my approach or whatever. But um, like but, I would, I, I uh, as an aside, like yeah, yeah, I love course. being able to watch a live performance whenever I can. Uh, and that's tricky because if I don't know a song, like you have to hear the original before you hear how they do it live. And I, I understand that. But if I'm watching it live, I can see, okay, 
that person gave an uh, an IQ to somebody else. That's that's how they get out of that. You know, they're 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 queuing when they're going to go to the next section out of the solo just by a look. Yes. And exactly. uh, if you've been on stage and playing as a musician, you understand being you know, like kind of riding that wave and and playing off of nonverbal cues yeah. from everybody uh, and seeing how the song goes. Um. One of the things when I started my, my channel last year, and I'd really like to get your take on this, I was like, okay, I want to do a YouTube. Um, I, you know, and then, of course, as you get a following, I'm like, well, Patreon's almost like a next natural step. And mm -hmm. I have an Instagram. But I see some YouTube channels, they have like Snapchats and TikToks and Facebook pages and all this stuff to support their channel. And I'm kind of like, oh, man, but that's going to – I'm already trying to find time to do everything I need to do. That mm -hmm. means that I'll have to do an extra hour a day of doing that, like – what do you think is the bare minimum, like not bare minimum, but the absolute necessities, uh, the bare necessities to quote the jungle book, Doug. Bare uh, necessities. necessities. Yeah. <laughs> I, hmm. That's, that's difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, because, uh, I, I had a Facebook page and for a long time I had, uh, like, a like a Doug is the composer Facebook page instead of just my personal profile. And I got rid of the page. It was too hard to figure out and, yeah. and to keep separate. Uh, I have an Instagram that I think is underutilized. Uh, whenever I think about it I'm, and I have time in a few minutes to do it. And of course my wife Meg is like, make sure you put in all the hashtags. I'm like, good Lord, how many hashtags do I need? Um, I, I, I haven't, uh, gone into the TikTok world because my, my, I tend to talk a lot and TikTok is short form stuff. So it's, yeah. it's, it's tricky. Um, I, I think that, uh, the, the bare minimum is putting out your content on the platform and yeah. people will find it. Yeah. Uh, your marketing arm is, is whatever you feel like you can, you can do. And, and I'm lucky I I've actually, uh, found a few folks that help me with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, I've you know, like, my wife can log into Instagram as me, you know, yeah. spoiler alert. It's sometimes <laughs> it's, sometimes it's her, okay. uh, but, but that's, you know, sometimes I need to, to duplicate myself to be in more than one place at once. Yeah. Uh, so that I feel like I'm getting to all of the, the feedback that I can't people are like, do you ever check your Instagram messages? I'm like, not very often. Like, Oh, that's why it's been sitting there for three weeks. And I, and you, and you haven't looked at it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You and about, you know, 40 others. <laughs> yeah, so I, I average getting about, uh, I, between, uh, Patreon inbox, discord inbox, uh, one email, the other email, Facebook message and Instagram. I probably get over a hundred messages a day. Oh, I have, I'm, I'm sure. And you're probably, I think you're probably being, very uh, conservative with that estimate. Yeah, for sure. Um, for easy, it's 100 a day. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I'm kind of like you. I, you know, I'd rather talk than tick, but I am in a debate right now. Do I need a TikTok? Should I do it? Um, I quickly want to ask you, too, for Patreon, do you find Discord is a real uh, uh, boon, a benefit to have? Or I'm kind of not sure about that one. I didn't have any idea what a Discord was. In fact, they do themselves a disservice by naming it Discord. I'm like, everybody, join the Discord. I'm like, isn't that a bad thing? Thing. Thing and music. <laughs> like this Disc discord is like is conflict right yeah you know and so the so when people were um uh, when i was seeking advice people were like make sure you have a discord i'm like what the hell is that yeah it's turned into one of my favorite things about doing a patreon 
because okay. it's for me it's we set it up as a private server it's basically my community's private social media okay where politics and other things uh stay out okay and we're cocooned and we can talk about what we want to talk about we have um what we call daily dog radio where you know people can listen to music together and they just hang out in a in a in a chat room and we're and we're spinning tunes and we can talk about it we can either type or we can actually you know have like zoom style uh conference calls Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, a music club, which is kind of like a book club where people are like, hey, this is this new band and I want to tell the rest of the community about it. And I'm and I'm hardly there because they're trying to get community buy in on something else that they think that I might like. Okay. You know, and so then the community brings, yes, like like all of us agree, you need to do this on the channel versus one rogue person saying this band is my favorite band. Ah, it's difficult okay. to, f- to figure out tie in. So we've harnessed the the power of the community. Like we say, send in your recommendations through this like recommendations bot and yeah. and tell us why. And then people can go, yes, I like that. And they can upvote it. I'm like, okay, I, you know, like four people like this versus 45 people tell me it should be on the channel. And that, yeah. that makes a difference to me because a lot of the times I don't know these bands and I don't know if they're worth my time or not. But if I get a pretty wide uh, swath of mm-hmm. our communities telling me, yeah, this is important. You should you should take a look at this, even okay. though you've never heard it before. It's easier for me to take a shot on it than somebody in a YouTube comment, you know, just just kind of yelling out Freebird, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a G, D. Oh, wait, there's an F there. That's interesting. Um, Doug, so just winding it down. Uh, Two last questions. Uh, so sure. let, let's say you have a 15-year-old nephew, and he says, Uncle Doug, I want to start a YouTube channel. What advice can you give me in a nutshell? Because I can't pay attention very good. So just let's keep uh, it to the... Talk about what you know. Uh, be yourself. Um, be humble. Uh, admit when you're wrong. <laughs> and be consistent. Okay, there um, you go. Put out, put out. Uh, if, if you commit to one video a week, one video a month, bi-monthly, a couple of vi- like have a schedule, and and stick to it. You know, okay. because the people like, hey, I like this pot. If uh, a podcast being analogous, right? I like this podcast. Every Tuesday or every Thursday, this new podcast drops. Where is it this week? You know, next week I might not look for it. You know. Yeah. But if you're like, oh, every Tuesday, this this new thing comes out, and I that that's what I do when I when I cook dinner on Tuesday nights, I listen to Doug's new podcast, right? And if I don't have a podcast that Tuesday, then they lose interest and they move on to another podcast, right? So that consistency of content okay. is like, what if Saturday Night Live in the middle of their season decided that they were going to take a few weeks off, and you're like, well, the next Saturday you're you're planning something different, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a bad analogy because everybody loves Saturday Night Live. But it, it, the consistency is one of the things that I've um, really it's uh, have noticed that uh, keeps people coming back and looking for you. Like they'll come in and they'll, people will say, when's your live stream today? I'm like, mm-hmm. why do you think that I'm doing a live stream today? Because you do one every Sunday. What time are you doing it? I'll do it at one o'clock today. Like, OK, <laughs> I'll see you then, okay. you know. You know, so th- they can count on uh, the content and the count on on seeing me. And and uh, as long as I'm talking about what I know 
and being myself and being all those sort of things, then uh, you, you, you can start to make a connection with an audience. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, last question. What are your plans for the future with the channel? <sighs> to follow the wave, to follow where it goes. Uh, I don't know if it'll morph into doing um, different style videos because, you know, at a certain point, I will have heard most of Yes's big hits. So I'm not really going to be into listening to Close to the Edge again, you know, because there's only one time you can listen to Close to the Edge for the first yeah. time, right? So uh, I'm already starting to feel. Mm -hmm a little bit of that cycle because after a year and a half a lot of the big time tunes like you know dark side you know uh i've done so what's left and well, uh, you know there, uh, quite a bit actually right because yeah. there's a ton a ton of music and uh but sometimes i get stuck like this week i did bohemian rhapsody uh, on the channel and of course i've heard that tune uh, a few hundred times but it was one where i've done a lot of queen on the channel i've got a lot of queen fans that like uh my videos on queen it's been a while since i did one of their songs and i've got some queen fans in the patreon i'm like which one should i do next and they're like you know bohemian rhapsody's out there yeah and i said i know that one they're like but you're gonna do it at some point right yeah. it's their big tune uh it's fine do it and trying to figure out my point of view for a reaction style video where I already really know the song pretty well was was quite a challenge to figure out what my point of view for that video was going to be. And um, it came out pretty well. I'm, I'm happy with it. Uh, but uh, I mean, mainly because of the, of the greatness of the tune. Yeah. But uh, as we go forward, uh, I'll continue to try to use my creativity to uh, find where my uh, energy and my um, curiosity is, is leading. And um, we'll see where it goes. You know what I always wanted to see you do, even just one time, Doug, just in, in wrapping up here? Uh, you remember over the pandemic, there's certain people would do like songs together, like all these different known musicians. And they, they would do like YYZ from uh, Rush or whatever, but they'd do it like uh, all together. And you just edit the video and you put them all. I always thought right. Doug would be great. I would just love to see Doug play and do a song like that once with some other people. Oh, to play a tune? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I've I think had a few great. people. I've had a few people tell me that they would uh, really like to hear like my uh, like piano versions of these some of these songs. Yeah. When I have time. Absolutely. Doug, <laughs> I'll do uh, that. Everybody, I don't really watch many reaction channels, but I do love Doug's channel. Doug, it has been an absolute pleasure uh, from start to finish. When I first contacted you, when you got back to me, it's been an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And for everyone uh, out there, Doug Helvering, check out his channel, The Daily Doug. Doug, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Okay. Thanks remember, for having me. Remember, folks, practice hard, but practice smart. And we'll see you soon.